0: Welcome to the All In NYG Podcast. Finish, finish, finish. A special, limited-run, eight-episode series celebrating the 10th anniversary of the franchise's fourth Super Bowl championship. The ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl forty-six. Presented by PNC Private Bank, the official wealth management partner of the New York Giants. All in. We will not be denied.
1: A Giants Huddle
0: podcast special.
1: Welcome to the All In NYG podcast, and I'm very excited to be sitting here with the Super Bowl 46 offensive line, Chris Snee, Kareem McKenzie, and Kevin Booth. This has been a long time coming, obviously, with the pandemic. We wanted to get back together, but that held us off until this point. It's good to be back, guys. Hey. Great
2: to be here. Strange that we're sitting 10 years removed from that game, but uh, I'm excited for everything that's going to come this fall, celebrating with you guys.
3: Absolutely, (laughs) good to see all of you, man. Listen, time flew, flew by. Yeah, Yeah. I mean to
1: sit here and say it's been already ten years is crazy. Our kids are getting older. Everybody's moving on, and we're kind of the has been old guys now coming (laughs) back. But that'll still never end. But when we sit here and we talk about, you know, Super Bowl forty-six, we got to start with two thousand and ten. You know, obviously ending the season ten and six, but falling short of the playoffs. You know, one of the things that Coach Coughlin starting in that two thousand and eleven season talked about was finished. finish 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 She always used that word and i'll never forget that opening meeting at training camp where he showed the, the video of the girl crawling across the finish line at that cross country uh meet just in order to compete finish and more importantly by her finishing her team won the championship so you know i just love for you guys to reflect on what you thought 2010 did for us in 2011 and the start of that season
2: I mean, I feel like we had one of the best teams in football in 2010. I mean, we had talent across the board, you know, but you hit it, we didn't finish. I mean, in the way we, we got our butts kicked down the stretch, you know, flat out.
0: And the Philadelphia Eagles have scored 28 points in the final seven minutes of the ball game.
3: They stole this game away. The Giants have no one to blame but themselves.
0: The Giants with three turnovers, this team just has not executed over the last two weeks and it's killing them. you can't win a championship like that yeah and then to
1: move on and once we get rolling into 2011 you know the start of that training camp a lot of uh, discussion was made about Eli's comments remember he was on the Michael K show during training camp and he asked him if he was elite and Eli said yeah I believe I'm an elite quarterback I'm in the top five
0: is Eli Manning an elite quarterback are you a top five top 10 quarterback yeah I think uh, I am are you in the Tom Brady class yeah, I mean, I consider myself in, in that class.
1: What do you think that that meant to our team and for Eli himself, Kev?
4: Well, I think it's appropriate. It's What else is he supposed to say, right? Yeah. No, I think I'm an average player. I think uh, in order for us to get to where we wanna be as individual athletes or as a team, you have to expect greatness and have a quiet confidence about yourself. So uh, he was put on the spot, but I think if you were to ask all of us on live TV, do you think you're a good player? We're probably going to say, yes, we're not going to say, you know, otherwise.
3: What do you expect for somebody to say in that position? And especially as a quarterback, you want somebody that has that type of moxie, that swag, that competitive edge, like I am top five. And I was glad to see he did that and to have that sense of confidence and to really just let the world know and put the world on notice. Listen, we had a great year last year. We're, we plan to go ahead and build on that.
1: So we start the 2011 season, start off the season one on one week three go to Philadelphia and there is the emergence of Victor Cruz. obviously going into that season, you know, losing Steve Smith through free agency after the season in 2010. you know, we thought Dominic Hickson might be that guy. he tears his ACL he's out. Here comes Victor Cruz. just talk. When we play the Eagles, we know how difficult those battles are, but that was a big spark, his touchdown down the sidelines.
0: Manning back to throw, zips one left, caught by Cruz, runs out of a tackle to the 40, up to midfield, makes another man miss to the 45, down the left sideline. There goes Cruz, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Giants, 74 yards.
2: He played phenomenal, and nothing better than to go into Philly, get a win, have him emerge, and it was a... Yeah, such a big game for him. He's such a great person and, uh, you know, brought so much energy to our team.
0: Manning back to throw. Deep ball toward the end zone, and it's caught for the touchdown by Cruz. He took it away from two defenders. What a play by Victor Cruz, and the Giants have the lead
3: back. Anyone that knows me, my family knows me, that are Eagles fans, I don't like Philadelphia. So go ahead and have that happen. Hate them. Hate hate them. The Beagles, okay? (laughs) B-E-A-G-L-E-S. (laughs) Beagles. That's how we spell it. That's how I spell it, okay? Don't like them at all. And I grew up in the Philadelphia area. And, I mean, listen, to have that breakout game for him could not have been a more – I couldn't have been happier for him.
1: Yeah and one of the games that really stood out to me and there's a reason why November 6 2011. I think there's a reason why this game sticks out to me when you look at my finger (laughs) in my hand the claw comes out. But think about going on the road to New England. They won 31 straight home games during the regular season there to have players emerge especially in the fourth quarter drive like we had. You know, think about Michael Boley had a strip sack during that game and had a uh, pass defense that was intercepted by Matthias Kiwanuka. Deion Grant had an interception in that game. And Jake Ballard down the stretch to catch down the seam and then the touchdown catch. You know, just talk about when we needed players to step up, especially in that season. They weren't regular household names, but they stepped up when they needed to.
4: For sure. You know, when I think about that season, I think that's what made this team so special is that We dealt with a lot that year and, you know, like you said, it seems as though it was week in and week out, it would be a different player that would step up. When I think about that game in Foxborough, I think they had a long winning streak going against NFC teams at home or something like that that spanned a few years. And uh, the vivid memories of that game, I think it was 0-0 at halftime and then all of a sudden the points started coming in bunches and uh, just to be able to win there in that hostile environment, uh, I think definitely set us up for the stretch run.
1: It almost felt like the Super Bowl of 2007 again, because you remember Mario scored in the back of the end zone on the fade. They come back, uh, Gronkowski has the touchdown and we're back to another two minute drive.
2: And listen, you know, they wanted to beat us badly, Oh yeah, without a doubt, and and four years removed, they still wanted to kick our ass that day. But you have to think that it planted a little seed of doubt in their mind when we played in the Super Bowl that said, these guys are battle tested, Mm -hmm. right? They're not gonna quit. And Manning with two fourth quarter touchdown passes and the Giants
0: beat New England 24 to 20
1: and you know after that game unfortunately it was a, a rough November after that for us we <laughs> lost three straight games yeah. you know people started counting us out again and, and I'll never forget number one we had the afterburner team come in the flights uh, the flight unit come in to talk about accountability leadership and teamwork
0: the three main tenets to flawless execution leadership accountability
3: Teamwork.
1: We started having our own individual meetings without coaches in there so that younger players and rookies could speak up if they didn't know anything and not have, you know, that burden on themselves that they think they might lose their job. But I think the biggest factor was Antrell. You know, to have him step up and truly be one of the leaders on the defense definitely made a difference down
4: the stretch for us.
0: Let's go out here and be great, man. Let's go out here and hit. Let's go ahead
4: and and bust it. Antrell putting that out there and basically putting it on us, right? Taking it out of the coach's hands and realizing that, hey, we need to get this done as a team. And
1: to continue with the season, I think about week 13, we lose at home up against the undefeated Green Bay Packers, 38-35. That really let us know what type of football team that we could
4: be. But we made some adjustments, to say the least. You know, I think that that... Kind of serves as a microcosm for that team, that 2011 team, uh, being able to adjust. You yeah. know, not frowning or pouting when things don't go your way, and realizing that, hey, we're going to have to make some changes if needed and and still get the job done. I took great
1: pride in that. And especially during that time, I mean, we were challenged as an offensive line. The run game wasn't going well. Once again, going back to the theme, is this team real for for real? Maybe we can't trust in this offensive line. Joe Theismann on Sunday Night Football said, this is the worst offensive line <laughs> in the NFL. There's only one thing you can do. You could either hide from it or take that challenge yeah. head on. And that's something that we built in that offensive line room. We want to be the group that no matter what the circumstances were, everybody on the offensive or on the defensive side of the ball could look at the five of us in the huddle and know we were going to fight, scratch, and claw for four plus quarters.
3: Well, I think at that point, you know, we were talking about, you know, just whatever it, the play call was, whatever it was, just get it done. You know, it didn't matter what was happening on the field. You make mistakes so what? move on to the next play. And really, I think it, to, go, to go ahead and circle back to, you know, the idea of having meetings with our coaches, you were able to go ahead and really not be quote-unquote politically correct in terms of just really getting on a guy, but having a room open to where you can just say whatever it is on your mind and feeling the safety of, you know what, we're all in this room together. We are the ones that we have to depend on. It's not the coaches on the sideline. No matter what happens, we're the ones we have to depend on.
1: And heading into week 14, going to Dallas, must-win game in order for us to even compete for the division and make the playoffs. I didn't even think about it until I was reviewing before this and thinking of it in my head. Do you guys remember we were down 12 points with only six minutes left in the fourth quarter of that game? Yeah. I, I, still, I still can't believe the turnaround. I can remember Ballard making the touchdown catch to get us back into it.
0: Manning takes a low snap. It's back to throw. He looks middle. He throws middle to the goal line. Touchdown, Jake Ballard.
1: And then I'll never forget the missed throw. Romo to Austin. Miles Austin. Miles Austin. Yeah.
0: Romo back. Lobs one right. Austin can't get it. Oh, he beat Aaron Ross and he was gone. But Romo overthrew him by a hair.
4: I think I remember after the, uh, after the third down failed conversion by Dallas, we all kind of looked at each other like, yep. It's
2: they, they, yeah. they messed yeah. up. That was yeah. a chance, right? Yeah. Here yeah.
4: we go. Yeah. We're going to score.
0: Second and goal at the one for the lead. A minute to go. Handoff, Jacobs, he runs right, follows his blockers to the goal line. Touchdown, Giants. Eli Manning is doing the impossible again.
4: That didn't surprise us at all to be able to go down there and get that touchdown. And that just solidified Eli saying that he was elite. I mean, talk about clutch
1: moments in the fourth quarter. Throughout that season, 15 touchdowns in the fourth quarter itself.
2: I mean, it's just amazing that so far in his career, he's worrying about people, is he elite? I mean, it's not like he was a first or second year guy. He won a Super Bowl, playing at a high level. You know, it's, it was ridiculous that we were still dealing with it at that point in time.
1: And, and to go along with that, the JPP block, I mean, he emerged in that oh, yeah. 2011 season.
0: Snap is good again. Kick on its way, right, and it's blocked! Blocked by the Giants! And it bounds into the end zone and through the back of the end zone, and the Giants will win it!
1: I mean, I think we can all remember him in 2010 being a human <laughs> missile on the kickoff team, absolutely <laughs> destroying people him emerging, Michael Boley emerging, Dion Grant. We definitely had a brotherhood as a football team. I mean, we believed and held each other accountable. You know, just that was the, the model of our football team.
4: Right, it was a true family atmosphere, right? Where, you know, everybody understood that there are other things going on in your life, but, uh, you know, you had a great ability to come into the locker room and to be able to put that on the side contribute as a football team. But then once our football obligations were over, we were quick to check in on each other and to make sure that everybody was okay.
1: All right, we got to get into Christmas Eve as <laughs> the road team up against the Ooh. New York Jets. The Rex Coughlin Ryan, we're the injury. big brother. We're the best team and we're the show in town.
2: I never came here to be little brother to anybody. So clearly we were the better team. I don't care about Tom Coughlin or anybody else. I know how I believe and I don't care if it's, you know,
1: acceptable in everybody's opinion. I don't really, I really don't care. Blocking our banners before we walked in all the Super Bowl logos and everything.
3: That was a completely disconcerting feeling to I mean first and foremost as a Super Bowl winner that go ahead and have somebody from across town that doesn't even practice in the stadium even inhabit really New Jersey as a whole to go ahead and say that we're little brother and to be on the opposite sideline. I'm like what? Yeah. Like what? can't be serious
1: and when it comes to that game obviously Victor Cruz's 99 yard touchdown right before half was the spark we definitely needed (laughs) right before halftime.
0: Manning back to throw throws one to the right completes it to the right for a first down and running out of a tackle down the right sideline is Victor Cruz chased by Smith hurdles over him to the 30 to the 20 to the 10 to the 5 touchdown Giants 99 yards!
1: But my favorite moment that I can still visualize and here to this day, Maude Bradshaw running over Rodney Poole and stretching, oh, <laughs> stretching out the football as he's yeah, going in. Yeah.
0: And off uh, Bradshaw, he's gonna run right through a tackle to the 10-5 dagger shot, touchdown Giants.
1: Hey, w- what was your thought about that play? Do you remember it when it took place? Cause I can remember it vividly like it yeah. was just
4: yesterday. Yep, I remember it, it was a weak side zone play. I yeah. remember it. Uh, blocking the linebacker and then hearing the crowd and turning around just as uh, Ahmad was uh, meeting the safety. And that was a crazy feeling. You just look at the game. I mean, you talk about the stakes of that game, right? It's Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. You're playing the other team in town. It's basically a playoff game. They were eliminated after that game. We were eliminated. So it was a playoff type atmosphere. You know, it was definitely a challenge, but when you take all of that uh, and put it together, it was uh, an amazing game and an amazing Christmas Eve. (laughs) And then the final, the final game, week 17 at home, Dallas.
0: We're 60 minutes from being NFC East champion. Let's lay it all on the field. Hold on, on three. One, two, three. Hold on.
1: Just talk about Sunday night football, the excitement, must-win game. This is the winner of the division to go to the playoffs. I mean,
4: that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted to be able to control our own destiny. Great environment. Uh, Victor scoring early in the game kind of set the tone for us.
0: Manning's in a shotgun set. He takes the snap, they roll him left, he throws it left. Cruz has got it, down the left side, and he goes! Across midfield, to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5! Touchdown, Victor Cruz! 74 yards, and he's done it
4: again! You know, I think it was more of a celebratory tone, most of that game, because... uh, you know, we were able to control most of it. We weren't losing that game. No, we, we no, were all battle-tested.
2: No we were not losing that game.
4: I'll, I'll never forget the feeling running out of the tunnel and walking off of the
1: field winning that football game. And, but that wasn't it. That was just the beginning for us.
2: First playoff
3: game in Midlife Stadium. Can't get no better weather. Can't be no better team. Can't get no better teammates. All in the day. That's all we got. We ain't got nothing to save it for. You don't put it all in the day. You're taking your ass home. And I don't want to
0: go home.
1: Playoff at home, the Atlanta Falcons, first time playing that playoff game, MetLife Stadium. You talked about the crowd noise. I'll never forget running out, the white towels flying, everybody into that game. And the thing that I remember is the preparation that we had to have as an offensive line because we knew in order to make a postseason run, we need to run the football and we need to run it well, especially up against Matt Ryan and that offense.
2: Yeah, we struggled all year to do it. And I think, you know, people looked at us like guys who had played, been on the team saying, what's wrong? But I think, you know. We're trying to build continuity. It's, it's just not something that just you can do immediately. So it just took time to develop and um, you know, we had some injuries throughout the year guys in and out, but to, to get a rushing game over hundred yards, get that monkey off our back at the right time. I mean, yeah. we were all tired of hearing yeah. it. I mean, I was sick and tired of hearing about it.
4: Right. It was a big rushing game. And then, you know, to take it a step further, remember that was a lockout year too, right? Yeah, so we right. didn't get right. any right. of the off season work where we could start to build those uh, combinations and be able to work together as a revamped offensive line. So, uh, you know, it probably took a little bit of the season to get us going, and then obviously, uh, the need to be able to run the ball later in the year as Mm -hmm. the weather changes and things of that nature really got us going. So, definitely exciting game. I remember Brandon had a couple big runs, Ahmad ran hard, and then obviously, we had some explosive plays Mm -hmm. in the pass game. Rakeem.
0: Manning out of the gun, Bradshaw to his left. Takes the snap, he's back to throw. Steps up over the middle. Nix wide open at the 40. 45, runs through a tackle. There goes Nix. Gallops over another. He's going to score. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Giants. 72 yards.
1: Hakeem down the middle spins out doing the dirty bird in the end zone. Obviously, the two fourth and one stops by the defense.
0: Fourth and inches. They're showing power formation. Not going to snap it. He does go for it. Here comes Ryan to the line, fourth and inches. Empty backfield, Jones in motion, Ryan's going to keep it. He got stopped, he didn't get there! Second time today, they've been stopped on fourth and inches by the big blue defense! <laughs> The New York Giants are on to the divisional round and a trip to Green Bay against the Packers.
1: Well, once again, being able to run the football and control that
0: entire
1: game at the line of scrimmage gave us confidence going into the Green Bay game the following week
3: in Lambeau. But Double D, before we even get to that one, still in the in the Atlantic, and I want to I want to circle back this because this has been on my shoulder for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> on my shoulder for a while, just a little while, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we finally run the ball, okay? And we're we're doing great. John Abraham, great defensive end for years, jumping the count every damn time. And I'm like, okay, what what are we gonna do here? Right. So I'm up fighting my behind off, right? Go ahead, I pull my groin. That's right. So I, I tell tell Gilbright, listen, legs kind of kinda messed up. You know, let's, let's try not to run this way. I can cut off, great, but you, and know, you were going, wrapped up too. Wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, man, listen. Yeah. So what what happens? Next play? Thirty-four, Bob, and I just look at the sideline like, really? I remember I just, that. <laughs> I just said this. No words, just
2: a look. look. I just <laughs> is that the game where you heard it and the trainers came out and you spelled out growing for him? <laughs> <That laughs> no, no,
3: Well, I had to spell it for him because they actually—is it your ankle? Is it your knee? I don't know. I'm like. Groin. <laughs> I know my body parts. G R O I N. My groin. It. Yeah.
1: It's my groin. How many times are you sure? Uh, Green Bay game. Back to the Green Bay game.
0: New York playoff football is on the air as the Giants take on the Green Bay Packers.
1: We've all played there. We've all been familiar with that atmosphere, especially when you're
4: talking about the playoffs. There were just so many memorable plays in that game.
0: Takes the snap. he's back to throw. Fastball over the middle. Caught inside Packer territory. Knicks runs out of a tackle. He's to the 35-30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Giants. Rodgers, audibilizing with the play clock at 18. They dump it off in the left flat for Grant, Deion Grant, and then Ryan Grant, and he runs out of a couple of tackles. Fumbles. Fumbles the football. It's picked up by Blackburn. He's running with it to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, and he's down at the 4.
1: Talk about unsung heroes. Chase Blackburn. He was a substitute teacher at the time before coming back to our team and starting on special teams at the and a linebacker position. Once again, guys stepping up when
4: needed to. Space is one of those guys that you can always rely on. But that fumble return that he had, I didn't even see the ball come out. And all no, of a I didn't sudden He's running either. up the sideline, and I'm yeah. thinking, oh, it's getting called back. He, he was down. He had to be down, and then you see the replay and, you know, just – a very smart player who understood where he needed to be and got the most out of his abilities. I've never been a part of a Hail Mary no, no. like the one right before halftime. Hakeem no, Nicks. No, no, never one. in my never. career <laughs> ever never.
0: have I had that. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Nicks makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary on the final play of the half!
1: But in order once again for us to get it done. We had to run the football and had to have key plays.
0: Handoff, off Jacobs, cuts back to the right. Jacobs turns the corner at the 10. He's to the 5, to the goal line, touchdown Giants! And that 14-yard run most likely has sent the Giants to San Francisco and the NFC Championship game.
1: And then the following week, off the candlestick to play the San Francisco 49ers.
0: From high atop a rainy candlestick park in San Francisco, California, it's the NFC Championship game. As the New York Giants take on the San Francisco 49ers, so to
1: go to San Francisco and to to fight scratch and claw in the postseason, and I mean that was definitely the hardest fight. Sixty five pass attempts up against Justin Smith, Alden Smith, Ahmad Brooks, Ricky Jean Francois, Navarro Bowman, and Patrick Wilson in the middle. I mean that took everything we had, and I think with the grass and everything, when the inability to throw the football, grass exactly <laughs> being under sea level, it was a complete mess. It was, was raining throughout a the game mist coming yeah. down. But, right yeah, it was, I think it was that, sideways
3: at some point. That right showed
1: point. that showed everyone Eli's toughness.
2: But yeah, that was one of those where, I mean, I think I that was the worst game I ever played. So I mean, I remember looking back a couple times thinking like, is Eli going to get up? Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, he got up. Yeah. Let's yeah. Keep, let's keep going. Yeah. But you just keep battling, right? I mean, That's it? but he never said a word to us, never you know, complain. He knew mm-hmm. we were trying. You know, just It's a talented that team. That was a, down Good defense, team. man. Because, I mean, literally,
3: you look at that defense, because we, we had a, a taste of it earlier in the year, yeah. right? It's just like, well, what, what do we do? How, how do we adjust? I mean, and for them to have the NFC Championship at home, I mean, that's the world stage for them. Yeah. And they, they, I mean They knew they were a great defense.
1: But the thing I will say is look at Alex Smith at the end of that game, too. He was absolutely oh, yeah. getting demolished as yeah. well. You know, sitting there thinking back at that game, Watching Tynes kick the game winning field goal in overtime.
0: Snap is low. Kick on its way. It's got the distance and it is good. And Lawrence Tynes has done it again. He's kicked the Giants to the second Super Bowl in four years.
4: Feeling that ball going through with Tynes. Relief. Relief. Game's over. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was more of an exhale at that point uh, just because of how tough the game was.
1: So, we win the game, go home, and figure we've got two weeks of practice. We have the first week, and then we travel to the Super Bowl. I'll never forget the speech that Eli gave to us before we left to go to Indianapolis. You know, him talking about the feeling of winning one, but it was even worse watching his brother lose a Super Bowl and talk about take care of tickets now, all the stuff with the family. Because this is a business trip for us. We're going there to do one thing and win this game. And for him to step up that way and talk so much from the heart the way that he did, I think that inspired every single one of us in the room.
2: I think it was similar to what Coach Coughlin did in 07. You yeah. Know, talking about his experience winning. Because I mean, we had a core group of guys who had won before, which was great and really helped us along the way. But they're the guys who hadn't. You know, the young guys who hadn't that were key parts of our team. So to hear you know, first-hand experiences of what, what it is to win but also to lose – it was great and it came from a guy who, anytime Eli spoke we listened. I mean yeah. it wasn't like he spoke a lot um so when he did everyone was locked in but that was a great speech
4: to me it was the the practices how crisp they were you know yeah uh never having to repeat plays which is we started an like anomaly. everyone like
1: 15 minutes early right. because everybody was already dressed and yep. out there yep and the coach yep.
4: he's all right let's start and then at the end he's like yeah we're done and it'd be the fastest practices we had all season, you know, and just to see how dialed in everybody was and realizing that, hey, the whole game plan was in the week before, right? So it was more just going over everything again uh, the second time in Indianapolis. But I that was probably the most confident and comfortable. I felt going into a football
1: game. No doubt. So the game we got to talk about the game
0: on the air from high atop Lucas oil stadium in Indianapolis. It's the New York Football Giants and the New England Patriots Super Bowl 46.
3: You had a lot of guys on that team that that was their first Super Bowl and their only yeah. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're playing with high emotions and we're like, okay, it's it's a dog fight. It was a very mentally challenging
4: game. The one thing that sticks out in my head too is how fast the game yeah. went by because obviously we were running the ball with some success and we had some long drives, but I remember taking the field at 17:15 and looking up at the scoreboard and being like, wow, there's only a few minutes. This is the last time we're gonna have the ball. But once again, it goes back to that confidence that we'll score when we have to at the end of games. And, you know, I think looking around in that huddle, we knew that we would go down and score.
1: And then to go along with that, once again, when time was needed to make a big play, I mean, the throw that Eli made, couldn't have been thrown any better. I think that's probably the best throw he's made in his career.
0: Manning out of the shotgun set and he's back to throw. Finds the pocket. Deep ball down the left sideline, and it's going to be caught. Was he inbounds? Yes! Manningham on the sideline.
1: But to Mario, to be able to come down with that catch, you know, people are like, oh, are you surprised? You remember in practice how many times they sat there and just continued to drill it that yep. upcoming week, getting ready for it? We knew that we would get down there and get the points needed to win the game.
0: Hand off Bradshaw. He runs up the middle. Oh, and he falls into the end zone for the touchdown. He thought about stopping.
1: Talk about the unenthusiastic touchdown celebration. Oh, yeah, yeah. When of my faults <laughs>
0: in. We're all We're just like, like, looking yes. at each other.
1: Nobody's celebrating. We're like, we I think I turned wait, my back just, on he,
4: him. <laughs> he was, and he tried, he
1: tried just, not to score, We right? just took the lead in the Super Bowl here. <laughs> and like, here we are, just, like, kind of looking, like... What just happened?
2: Well, one, I was in shock, too, because Brandon Spikes was coming downhill all game, so I go up on a combination, and he doesn't hit me. And you know, like, something's yeah, right. you know, what you going on? Like, this you're is just sitting hardest hitting like the hardest-hitting linebacker in the league. And Ahmad
3: tries to stop, and I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Okay, he scored. And it's like, this is a surreal moment.
1: That was one of the most shocking things about it, but then then the flip side, when you sit there and you look at the clock and they get the football back, I'll never forget just sitting there watching them move the football, and obviously... You go, come on, defense, just come
4: away with a big play. Come on, do something here, and they got pressure on them. I was confident that they'd get the job done, but you know when you look at the other side and you see the personnel that they have, you know you realize that there's never uh, a confident moment until the clock's at zero. And I, I didn't even see the last play. I saw the ball go up in the air. I didn't leave the bench, and I lost sight of it. And basically, I just listened for the crowd. So that was the way it ended for me. Yep.
0: Brady's back. Brady's under pressure. Brady's chase. Brady heaves one down the middle of the field.
1: And when that last ball was thrown, I'm kneeling with Aaron Ross, and I'm praying with <laughs> it We're doing this on the sidelines, and it seemed like the ball was up there
2: forever. It did it hung? Yeah,
0: it hung. Into the end zone, a jump ball, and it's incomplete, and the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46.
1: And uh, when when that clock went down, I mean the excitement just the. the feeling of winning our second one
3: yep. and, and collectively you realize and you recognize like just how fleeting those moments are right so you have some guys that play for 13 14 15 years they never win one and we were fortunate enough to win two yeah. and we happened to do it against the same team twice
2: yeah like, right
3: wow How often does that
2: happen? Yeah. It was great. I mean, the first one, I got off the field as quickly as I could because I wanted to celebrate. The second one, I was the last guy. I mean, I was was shaving in the locker room. I had that awful red beard. I was shaving it off. (laughs) It was terrible. You know, but I wanted to savor every moment. Like, my family was the last. They were the last ones on the field and uh, because – you like to think you get back, but it's just not yeah. easy. You never know. Yeah. I remember,
1: you know, one of the greatest feelings, holding the Lombardi Trophy in one hand and Addison in the yeah, other. Yeah. That's when you realize it's not just about you. It's about your family yeah, and what it sure. means to them. And that's one of the greatest feelings after knowing what you accomplished, but you never forget what it took to get there. Right. It's the journey, right? That's yeah.
4: that's what was most special about it. And the fact that our path wasn't easy. You know, we weren't a 15-1 and team. We weren't 14-2. and You know, we had to scratch, claw for every single thing, you know, the entire step, and there were times where it was dim, it was bleak, right? But there was still just that glimmer of hope, and you know, fortunate for us, it was everybody in that locker room still dialed in and uh, believed that we could achieve what we ended up doing.
1: Then we get home, the pep rally here in the stadium. Yes. Yes. I mean, talk about pandemonium. I mean, that was one of the coolest things ever to be able to see the stadium packed like that Mm -hmm. and to have the trophies out there and get the reaction of the crowd and walk around and shake hands and sign autographs. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, Sundays wouldn't feel the way that they didn't or do if it wasn't for the fan base that we have. They can be crazy at times, but that's what you want. You love the crazy because they're so passionate about
3: it. And also the, the parade, right? Yeah, canon the heroes. Canon the heroes. I mean, and just you know, it, it, All of a sudden, you know, I'm like, okay, it was pandemonium because it's like, it was so much, and it was just like, okay, just to take it all in, and it was such a, a much more, I think, grander experience the second time around because it was like we went to City Hall, got my second now into yeah. the city, and all these different different things, and
2: it was awesome. I and mean, it's, you know, I don't think words can fully describe what we, what the experience is. You, know, you just try to describe like the side streets layered, right? Deep, as far deep, as you deeper. can see, right? Mm-hmm. And confetti flying everywhere, and it's just you know. Until you experience it, it's hard to hard to describe.
4: Right. Do we have to talk about the the ritual that year of riding the streak of uh, certain fast food chains? That's funny,
2: like the, the kick on nutrition, <laughs> right? Like you know, if they knew what we eat, we, what we uh, eat weekly.
4: Well, we were a little superstitious though. We, we were, you know, we if we McDonald's won a game, if we won a game with a certain thing, we had to well, stay let's with be it. completely honest. <laughs> okay,
2: some hundred nuggets every Thursday. <laughs> I
3: did not eat a hundred nuggets. Okay, because I was always the one who didn't partake because I always had to weigh in. So every Thursday, you know, whether it be five guys McDonald's whatever. Hey, green, you want something? No, I cannot eat because I have to weigh in. As you can tell, everyone here is pretty pre-spell, you know. And I'm wearing dark colors purposefully <laughs> because I am not. Okay, I've been 300 pounds since I was probably like 15 years old. Okay, it's never going to change. Not going to happen.
0: <laughs> all right, leave it there.
3: Reason why I play offensive line, all right? So the food rituals, and I'm just sitting there. They're eating all this delicious food. We're watching films. Like, hey, you want a nugget? No. This. It's going on the whole frigging year. Why are you offering me food? I have to weigh it. No, I don't want it. No.
1: He's not emotional about it. Anymore. No, no, no. Like that. <laughs> I, I'm not emotional, but I'm,
3: you're sitting there. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Because I'm always the one sitting there with the Tiger bomb. I'm putting on all the sweatshirts. I'm literally dressed like it's 30 below zero and it's still friggin' summertime outside because I have to sweat all my, I have to sweat all this weight off to go ahead and weigh in Uh, just so I can eat a regular meal. And what do they do? The food rituals. Oh yeah, this week is five guys. (laughs) Gotta stick with the winners.
2: Every Thursday, TC would walk down the hallway.
3: He could smell it.
2: (laughs) What is that? Who the hell's ordering? Where's the food coming from? And he'd come in our room and we'd all hide the burgers.
1: And one of the big things that we've got to talk about when we talk about the 2011 season is Coach Coughlin.
0: All right, here we go, here we go. Defense is on one, offense is on two, here we go.
1: I mean, middle of the season, he was once again on the hot seat, but we fought our way and scratched our way out of it. Always had that message that we needed to. I, I can remember him saying, Good teams become great teams when they trust one another and uh, sacrifice the me for the we.
0: Good teams become great teams when their members trust each other enough to surrender the me for the we.
1: And he always had those things and found a way to push your buttons. And he always demanded the best out of you, not because he knew that you couldn't do it. It's because he saw that you could do it and he expected it out of you every single time. All
0: right, everybody's up. We strike, we're up, we're on our feet. We play hard, we play physical. We don't go to the ground. Let's go. Nobody's on the ground. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is what we're doing. Getting ourselves ready to go. Here we go.
1: And then to have the meeting where he told us before the Super Bowl he loved us.
0: I am so very, very proud of this football team. And I am man enough, man enough to tell you guys that I love you.
1: To hear him show those emotions and talk about it that way, I don't think any of us were expecting that to happen. Yeah.
3: No, it was I me, mean, he, he was good at pushing buttons. He would do, and he would get you. He would push your button purposefully, and just to piss you off and get you going.
0: It's a contact drill. That's all. That's all it is—is is banging into
3: each other. Don't tell me about whether you play it or not. Just line up and bang into each other. Now you sit back and you can appreciate because you realize what he was doing. You yeah. know, he's like, okay, that makes sense. Like, Man, that really pissed me off, but it, you needed that fire, that time, that extra edge to go ahead and really understand that you could give more.
0: Here we go, come on, man, we need the work. Let's go, let's go. Never mistake activity for achievement,
3: okay? I want to
0: remind everybody here, we are all on the same team. Let's have a team. One, two, three, team.
2: He shouldn't have needed the second Super Bowl, to, you know to validate, to validate how good of a coach he was but i, I think it i think that did you know yeah. i think that did i think he's, he's loved in this area and, and he's yeah you know, i know um to this day he's still missed
0: we started this season off with a theme the theme was finish this is an incredible finish to an amazing season
1: Thanks for joining us on the All In NYG podcast. I hope you like some of the stories about our Super Bowl Forty Six team and with the offensive line perspective. Look forward to seeing you guys at the anniversary.
0: The All In NYG podcast special was presented by PNC Private Bank, the official wealth management partner of the New York Giants the Giants Huddle Podcast, and all other podcasts on the Giants Podcast Network, like our weekday call-in show, Big Blue Kickoff Live, can be found on the Giants app at Giants.com slash podcasts, or you can subscribe on all popular podcast platforms.